0: Well, hello and welcome to today. Today is Tuesday. And what can I say? We had a bank holiday yesterday and I totally forgot. I don't know what happened. Um I guess I was just focused on it. there were so many things I had to do and um Anyway, I am so glad to be able to bring you Creating Faith today and today we're going to be talking about creativity and um, I just love being creative, I love doing creative things, I do so many different things that are creative, creativity is part of my everyday life um, and it's it's something that I think that is part of all of our lives or should be part of all of our lives if we see it in a different way now not everybody's going to want to draw not everybody's going to you know want to kind of make something but in essence we all do we all approach things creatively we all you know the thinking process and um you know you say to people When I I sometimes talk about creativity to some people and they say, oh, no, I'm not creative. And it's just like, well, what do you do? And they'll do something where they write in their job. And I'm just like, well, okay, you might not be writing a novel or, a, you know, but you're doing a creative action. It might be a cold, they call it like cold um, report, but it will go on to touch somebody else depending on what you're reporting on. So creativity as i say we were all born to be creative in some form or fashion and we were creative created for a purpose and in turn we have that inner drive to create so everything that we see touch hear taste and smell has been created by someone you know um from the design the design of it to the actual making of the the physical product. Um, The chair you sit on, the when you look around your home, everything has been created by somebody. Someone had to come up with the idea and then put plan to paper and then make it. So however you choose to express that creativity, it's entirely up to you. So when I was younger growing up, there seemed... There seemed to be a classification of people in in two different strands. So there were those who did the proper job where you could earn a living, like in a bank office school. And there were the others. The others were these artists who we were told didn't seem to make any money and were typically shown as messy, spontaneous, reckless, I was going to say disobedient and disordered. And my view of the world was that when you became an adult, you worked hard doing a job that you didn't like. You then had children and worked even harder to give them the things that you never had. And that's what I saw my mum and dad do. And they were my point of reference. And it's it's really funny... Um, having when we think about role models it's important to have role models I actually did have a role model um, one uh, teacher I I do remember the teacher there was two of them actually a female teacher who wore these flouncy flowery skirts and she had this you know this long curly disheveled hair she was an art teacher (laughs) and she was very encouraging over my Um, in my drawing and then there was a male teacher I remember I don't remember what he looked like but I just remember a comment he made about my work and it's funny how um, I keep saying that it's important the kind of encouragement we give to our young people even to ourselves so it doesn't just stop at yes I've got to give the young um, encouragement we all need the encouragement but young minds like you know I'm saying I'm going back like, you know, over 30 years, probably more, to two individuals, two teachers at my school who impacted me and who I still remember how they impacted me and, and what they've said. And there were probably other people along the way who said encouraging things. But when you balance it out with all the negative stuff you hear, we have to really encourage ourselves even more so those were the type of two those were the two career paths you either earned no money as an artist doing something that you know society told you that people didn't make money or you followed the traditional route the steady income pension etc house 2.5 kids a car and a pet maybe Um, so I remember standing on my balcony of our flat or apartment whatever you call it and I would sing at the top of my lungs a song that I had made up about the despair of an 11-year-old trying to make it in show business. Now, my singing sessions were tolerated by my parents and neighbours, though my little brother always made fun of me. And if you can imagine, um, so there were, it was like an estate, and our flat overlooked the main road, so we would put, the balcony pointed towards the main road. Now, It was when I, when I got bigger, I realised that nobody driving past, I, I don't know what I was thinking, that somebody driving past would look over across to the second floor balcony and hear this young girl singing and think, do you know what, I need to make her famous, I need to, you know, her voice is just amazing. You wouldn't be able to hear my voice, you know, but I, I still did it and, and it was just i don't know i guess it was i was fearless then and it was just like this is what i want to do and i guess that showed my drive then to not only write a song but to perform it so that everybody could hear um and As I grew up, I went to college and I started singing with a group of friends and, you know, we're all, you know, we want to be singers. This was Lovers Rock at at the time. Yeah, we want to be singers and we'd practice on a Sunday and my dad would say, you know, oh, uh," he didn't see that as something, you know, he would have preferred me to be focused on doing my homework or I'm not saying I didn't do my homework, but studying basically and later I then went on to do musical theatre and in my 20s I started painting and drawing on a regular basis now I'd I'd had a total break from the time I left school I guess there was nobody around to that that encouraged that creativity within me Um, and I didn't see anybody else doing it so it was just like I just did other things and it it still didn't seem like something that you could do full-time and get paid and i i always kept those things as hobbies and i whilst i was feeling the push to do more and express myself more nowadays as a you know full-time mixed media artist i push myself to be creative on a daily basis and as i say it's it's a part of my life it's something that, you know, I I have to do some form of creativity, and I see that everything I do impacts on my creativity, and there's something about taking part in a creative activity that impacts on not only your state of mind, but your general health and well-being, and I've seen that firsthand, not only in my own life, but in the lives of those who I worked with when I was running art workshops for the elderly living with dementia, and my own mum, who I cared for and got her to on a regular basis. It was our outlet. It was my outlet because it meant that there was. At least an hour and a half, where she was engrossed in this activity. And as long as I just prompted her, she would be happy to carry on. And it was her outlet because she could express herself and it wouldn't be wrong. It was like, you know, as far as she was concerned, whatever she made was a masterpiece. And, you know, and it was almost like that childlike quality of, you know, you've asked me to draw a horse and it's a horse. But, you know, to your eyes, it might be, you know, a two oblong, a square or whatever, a stick figures or, you know. And I I mentioned that in the childlike qualities that we approach as a child, um, that fearlessness in a podcast. The podcast, I think it's 72 or 73 childlike anyway, that you you'll be able to see it in the um, schedule so um, yeah that was something that I was able to get my mum to do and also do myself to be able to cope with dealing with something that was unpredictable the illness Alzheimer's it was ever-changing and Yeah, from one moment to the next, you weren't sure what was going to happen, but you could have some structure around the unpredictableness of it. So by allowing yourself to be creative, you are able to go on an adventure of the imagination, soaring to new heights of possibility. Well, that's how I see it anyway. I just allow myself. It's just free-flowing, you know, and we cannot leave it to chance either. So there's no way that you can leave your materials on a blank canvas without doing anything and come back and find that there's a masterpiece being created. You have to show up and that's where the miracle happens. You show up with your tools and you do something. So creativity doesn't happen by accident and neither were we made by chance. And as you go about your day, what you need to think about is... Think about one thing that you really find challenging and try and approach it in a more creative way and see how it turns out. So you might be trying to work out something and what I normally do is I sleep on it or I, I sleep on it and I go to bed thinking, you know, well, how, how is this going to work out? You know, like I, I don't try and work it out I think about creative possibilities. I think about possibilities. It's about opening up. And then usually, what happens for me anyway, is that I think of an idea and I might write it down. I I usually always have something to write with beside my bed and, um, and then I make a note of it because I know that those thoughts that come if you say to yourself, I'm going to remember it in the morning, you don't. Not at all. Um, I Well, I don't anyway. So I want you to, as I usually say, you know, take your art journal and see how you can approach creativity and make it a permanent fixture in your life, a daily fixture in your life, and even if it's something like, you know, writing in a, a journal, I I like to, I write in a journal. I like that free flowing, just writing my thoughts out or, you know, f- um, ideas that I've had or I, I like to have a discussion with myself and then I, I either use my art journal or I use, um, you know, loose leaf paper and I sketch and at the moment I'm doing the hundred day project where I'm creating a pastel sketch every day now the only it's not really a constraint but the only thing I walk away from is that it's a sketch and it's something that I finish there and then it's just a quick sketch and I'm learning to actually create something that looks finished for me and um, I've allowed myself to play, so sometimes it, there's no time limit. It's up to you, how however long you've got, and it's it's about giving yourself that time. So even if you just had five minutes or ten minutes, you know, um, it would be a good thing just to even if it's just add colour to the page. So if you're interested in getting involved in the hundred day project, I'm going to be doing it until the end my 100 days ends in July uh, about the 18th of July and I've been sharing on the blog and I'll leave the link to the blog I've been sharing weekly to the blog if you want to see the daily posts you can go to my Instagram page and you'll see the daily uploads of the sketches that I've been doing and again just having fun so get out your art journals get out your journals and think about how what creativity means to you and how you as i say you can impact your own life by doing it on a daily basis whatever you decide to do all right then so look forward to speaking to you again soon and take care for now you're listening to reality arts helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can check me out on my blog or YouTube channel for more creative insights, videos, and reviews. Stay blessed and be a blessing.